Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. Hello, you fabulous interior design professional. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 335, Give and Take, with Mary Lou and Mark Folson. Yes, a husband and wife team. If you are a solopreneur like I am, you may have harbored a secret fantasy like I have for so many years that it would be amazing to have a business partner. We've had lots of partners on the show before, and we've even had married couples. Uh, We've had partners where he's a contractor and she's the designer, and all of that seems pretty amazing. I'm sure it's not without its challenges, But in this episode, you're not going to hear so many challenges as you're going to hear how this couple gives and takes. They use each of their strengths to bring a better experience, a better brand experience to their clients. Interestingly, we're going to hear Mark mention that he's retired Air Force, which is amazing. And we're going to learn that Mary Lou is actually, in many cases, the tougher of the two of them when it comes to being discerning about who they will take on as a client and who they won't take on. They have really practical advice where they share some of the things that have worked for them and some of the things that haven't worked for them. And they haven't been in business that long. So to see them make such great strides so quickly is really exciting. I remember meeting them. I was speaking at uh, Las Vegas and I could see them the entire time I was talking. They were just like, yes, yes, yes. And they came up afterwards And man, oh man, have they ever decided to really embrace process and systems and go for it. I think this is a highly motivating episode. I know you're going to love them. They are absolutely adorable. And it's totally not fair, but they're beautiful people and they eat donuts. So all kinds of things are wrong with this scenario, but that will make more sense when you listen to the episode, I promise. The name of their company is Folson & Company. It's a boutique, family-owned, and operated interior design company servicing the Colorado area and beyond. They love to create experiences for their clients, with Mary Lou acting as the principal designer and Mark as business support. Together, they are raising four boys. One, two, three, four. That's a lot of kids, boy, I'll tell you. But I suspect... Those are four happy little guys. Episode 335, Give and Take. You know, we always have such a hard time naming the episodes because there's a moment in this show where Mark says, if you give better service, you'll increase your net worth. And so I'm like, that's it. That's a tagline. I love that. That makes so much sense. But then we went on to talk about so many other things. We came back to give and take because it does seem to me there's this beautiful tension between these two 
where he steps forward sometimes and she steps forward other times. And I'm sure the clients appreciate that. Now, I don't have a partner. I definitely think it's super cool and I wish I did. But I can adapt some of the strategies that Mary Lou and Mark share in this episode by putting on a virtual hat, if you will, when it's my turn to step up and talk business or when I need to have a softer approach maybe and be more empathetic with my clients. I can kind of visualize stepping into that different character, even though it's just me. Oh, it's a great episode. And we're so glad you're here. Aren't we, Cheryl? We are. And you know what? For me personally, so many of our members do start out as longtime podcast listeners. And when I finally get on the phone with them, Uh, I hear all the time that they feel like they already know me because they hear me weekly on the podcast just from doing my little announcements. I'm not even on here that long, but that's always nice to hear. So thank you all for listening. We are still, uh, we do still have room for the BOD 15 in both Toronto and Winchester happening in October. So if you're interested in joining us, please head to the website to check out those details and get registered. Spaces are limited. And then I also want to do a shout out for the BOD contracts. Um, I feel like I've had a lot of questions about them lately in terms of, do you start with them? Do you start with membership? What do I need if I'm just getting started with the BOD 15? And one thing we always emphasize and the reason why we have such great member pricing on all all of our products, but specifically the contracts, is that the contracts follow the BOD 15 And they explain all of the systems and procedures that we teach within BOD membership in a way that makes sense to your clients and as it applies to them. So you can't stand behind your contract and follow your own rules if you're not already using those systems. So a lot of members do sign up for membership, get the contracts right away and implement them together. That absolutely works. If you're brand new and trying to make a decision between the two, I always emphasize starting with membership so that you have those systems in place and then you're purchasing the contract and using it to enforce the systems that you've just learned. Within the BOD shop, you're gonna click on documents and we have our hourly and flat fee contracts Also available is the BOD contract for commercial projects, which also follows the BOD 15. Then we also have our trade partner agreement, uh, which is in there as well as one of our contracts, which is the contract that you're going to have to explain your systems, procedures, and on-site expectations for your A-team. So all of that is available in the BOD shop. So head to businessofdesign.com. Thanks so much. Well, you missed it, everybody. We had a great conversation about donuts, and we found out that Mary Lou loves glazed donuts. And just this one time, Mark, you didn't eat the extra glazed donut. You gave it to a neighbor? Yes. Like, surprisingly, I got I had eight extra donuts, and I said, I'm going to eat all of these so they don't go in the trash. So I said, hey, neighbors, do you want to eat donuts? And one of the guys took the glazed donut, and I was like, oh, no, that's what Mary Lou probably wants. I regretted it instantly. So I went to look in the box, and I was like, hey, where'd that glazed donut go? (laughs) See, that is just not the one I would reach for. I haven't had a donut in a long time because it just feels like the kind of thing you probably don't need to experiment with. But um, I guess it was Easter, and you had all these extra donuts, and there you go. Well, it's not the first and only time there's going to be like questions of who did that if you work together like you guys do. So tell us about a Fulson and Co and how you share the workload of being married partners and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So 
I guess it started, we've been working together our whole marriage, basically, but yeah. a, more officially, just recently, Mark re- retired from the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for well, after 20 years. Amazing. Thank you for your service. And I, that's a whole yeah. other, we have to have a whole conversation about how what it's like to be in partnership with somebody who's former Air Force. I imagine that that means that there's some kind of order and yes okay all right so we'll have a conversation afterwards yes (laughs) I'll give you one little tidbit it was funny because as we started working more officially together and Mark was working at home with me he would say so what's on your agenda today and I would say uh are you (laughs) yeah I was like um no I don't really need you to like schedule my agenda today but (laughs) that's when Mark was like maybe you should go to the office maybe you should work from the office and not from home I was like yeah maybe I also like the idea of you like being hanging out with all your Air Force buddies and then telling them that what you were going to do after the Air Force, like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to build, you know, do this decorating thing on the side here. Like, did they give you grief about that? Yeah, they got, I got a lot of like, you know, when the puppy kind of turns their head to the side, that, you know, kind of look. And and I'm like, really guys, it's big business. Like it's a, you know, going to the market, you know, it's a billion dollar business. Yeah, they didn't want to hear any of that. So, and I had moments where I had to really like remind myself, like, this is going to be so rewarding, so exciting. Because for us, it's all about service, right? You increase your service, you increase uh, your net worth and your income. And I was like, yeah, I served in the military. And it's definitely a joint effort, by the way. Like, whenever you see a military member, thank their spouse because there's no way I could have had a 20-year career without my bride and my kids supporting me. Like, we moved a few times, you know, New Mexico, Vegas, L.A., and then back to here. And and so I thank my bride for supporting me. And, and, you know, I was like, hey, we served in the military. We were helping, like, keep our nation safe. Now we're serving families and homes and businesses because – you know, Mary Lou's always kind of reminded me, you know, member like the the home and design is just a background for all your memories. And for us, we're just realizing we we're passionate about family. We have four little bambinos, four boys, 12, 10, uh, six and four. And as we're Eating donuts and eating lamb. Uh, yeah, she's a superwoman. How does she do it? Yeah, she's the same. I know, and I'm thinking. Kimberly's four, over here shaking her head for you Even guys like see. four boys. Like, of course, you had four boys because it's like boom, 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 boom. Like, it's so orderly and organized. You guys make it look easy. Four. Those are. That's a lot of boys in the house. It's a lot of boys. I am the girliest girl, and so I'm constantly looking at them, going, "I don't understand. What is it that you want to do? I don't. What? Why do you want yeah. to wrestle? Don't." <laughs> Don't, I don't want to play Legos. I want to just give you food and you go downstairs. Yeah. One thing, she is a designer, attention to details. And we work really well together because she's attention to details. I'm more like sales, loosey-goosey, kind of HR operations type stuff. And she's like, this, you know, uh, you know, how many inches off the center will this you know, sink be? And I think that balances us out. But she planned the birth of our kids. We'll have one in each season. I did do that. Yeah, we have a winter, a spring, a fall, and did I miss a, summer a summer baby? Yeah. <laughs> so, That's a design. We won't, we won't yeah, tell the like, summer hey. baby you couldn't remember him. <laughs> I know. Well, he's the first too. So, oops. <laughs> yeah, but that does help. So, that like yeah. she's a detailed person, and I'm kind of more of a generalist kind of. But sometimes I get loosey goosey. Like we, I sometimes we go on uh, um, a design consultation together. And I started kind of, you know, I'm learning so much working with Mary Lou. He I started, was throwing design details oh, no. out there. And I was like, no, 
no, no, that's yeah. not what we're going to do. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you can do this over here in this corner. And Mary Lou would give me like suddenly that look like, she's like, actually, oh, yeah. we're going to go in this direction. I was yeah. like, yeah. So I lo- for those that are listening, if you have a, a assistant or a husband helping, don't recommend any design ideas. Just stay in your lane. <laughs> I'm the guy that I do a lot of mansplaining. So I get that the, too. That the, is helpful though. Yeah. I get the husbands to open up the wallets and stuff like that, you know, because yeah. sometimes you just need to hear a different way. You know, Mary Lou explained something. I'll say the almost exact same thing, but coming from me, sometimes it just certain personalities resonate with what she says, very technical. And some people resonate with my more, you know, bubbly, lighthearted, lighthearted general comments. And yeah. stuff. Can you tell, could you, can you sort that out during the consultation? Do you kind of figure out like, Oh, we've got this couple, and I can tell you right now, he responds better to Mary Lou, so she's going to take the lead. Have you fine-tuned some of that? Uh, sometimes, but not really. And lately, I've just been going on consultations myself, so maybe that's... Yeah, and, that, <laughs> so, and that's a lesson learned because sometimes, you know, I have a natural sales knack. You know, Mary Lou, you know, is, is reminding me, like, as I was getting ready to leave the Air Force, she's like, Mark, you got this. Like, remember, you've had this, like, since you were a kid, you were kind of into, like, entrepreneurship and stuff like that. Can I tell a quick story about that? Can really? Yes, please. So, okay. So, Mark was telling me, I, oh, I asked his brother, I was like, has Mark always been like this? And he said, yes, he has. So, and when he was in elementary school, he's like seven years old, he decided to sell his lunch. And then Crazy. it got so successful that he started a lunch selling like entrepri- enterprise, excuse me, with other kids. Like, you don't want that? Okay, I'll broker it. Someone else will want it. Give it to me and I will sell your lunch for you. Oh my <laughs> so that gosh, went on that's for genius. Yes. Oh my god. A little skinny and yes. uh, they slapped my wrist a little bit. Yeah. But that was a good reminder yeah. that Mary Lee and my brother shared. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I like this. And his mom was like, where did you get all this money? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, selling the lunch. <laughs> that That's is cool. hilarious. I love yeah. that. Well, there has yeah. to be more positives, I guess, at this point, being in business together, or you wouldn't do it. So yeah. Yeah. T- t- talk to us about how that looks day to day. Like, who does what? And how do you keep those rules separate when you're partners? Yeah, and, and that kind of ties into the kind of consultation is, like, on the consultations, Mary Lou's been going more by herself because I was just so passionate about helping everybody. I, I kind of lost the bubble that, you know, design isn't for everyone. Like, if people aren't willing to invest or they don't have the capital to invest, you know, we can't help them. And, and it doesn't mean that, like, we're being mean to them, but it's just we try to recommend people, hey, don't eat peanut butter spread. Don't do it yourself. Save and do a project well. But so I think sometimes in the sale, I'm like, come on, Mary Lou, this house is ugly. We need to help them. Let's just say yes. And, and so she has a better read for people where she's like, you know what? This is just not a good fit. And so. Yeah. Um, so I do all of the design. So, um, but Mark actually does have a really good eye. And so he can, if I'll say like, hey, do you like this? And Mark was an engineer in the Air Force. And so he has a lot of technical skills. So when I went to school, when I was doing AutoCAD and, and SketchUp, sometimes I would say like, oh my gosh. I'm having a hard time with this angle. And Mark would say, oh, I got that. Here you go. And yeah, I had to crack out the trigonometry <laughs> so, book. Yeah. I didn't realize, when she signed up, I, you know, like a lot of people and our clients, they think interior design is just pillows and curtains. And I love some pillows and curtains. But, like, there's so much engineering technical elements to it. I did not know. We were staying up to, like, 1 in the morning with, like, a newborn. I was like, Mary Lou, like, I was the engineer. Like, why are you doing engineering, like, when we're, like, 
<laughs> with two babies, but it was a lot of fun. And so she does a lot of the design and I do a lot of more like the customer service operations. Hey, you know what? These invoices are coming in. You know what? These trades are having some issues. We try to check in with our trades. You got to have really good relationships knowing, hey, who's going through a divorce? Who's got a single parent dropping off kids? And, you know, as you know, the market can be a little bit weird. So some people might be low on jobs. And so we want to check in with them to say, hey, do you guys need a little extra work? Maybe we can rearrange some things, you know? And so I do a lot of that kind of customer service, checking in, and then also checking on the trades. And I do a lot of networking. So, you know, we have a good relationship with architects and general contractors because you never know what design aesthetic a customer wants. And the GC for, you know, mid-century modern is not the GC for a colonial. And so I'm as I meet new people, I'm like, hey, Mary, you got to meet this person. Let's ask some questions and see what you think of them. It's like you've got your built-in PR person there. Like that would be wonderful yeah. if I had someone who could network <laughs> for me. But but there is a downside, I would think, to also being partners in the same business. Or maybe it's not a downside so much as it's major motivation. You have to be successful. You have four children who are counting on you guys to bring it. So yeah. has there ever been a moment where you woke up and thought, what have we done? And how are we going to continue to be successful? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, that there definitely is some pressure there. Um, thankfully, since Mark retired, we kind of have our, um, we have his retirement from the Air Force. And so that we're, we're able to pay our mortgage, we're able to eat. <laughs> so, but yes. And, and then also Mark, he's doing commercial real estate as well. So he um, helps people buy buildings and, and lease them. So that helps too. But yes, there's pressure. And then since it's new for us, it's just been within a year of working together full time. It Sometimes it's like, no, I'm going to do that. Like, that's not something that I really want you to do. And so there could be a little bit of tension. It's like how I mentioned before. He's like, hey, what are you doing today? And I was like, no, no, I don't need a boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't check so, in on me. And yeah. I think that's, well, you can check in on me. But yeah, yeah. There's accountability. Yeah. But we realize like having like a business meeting where, hey, there's time to talk about things we need to communicate. So it doesn't just pop up at like dinner or yeah. if we're having yeah. a meeting about something else. You know, because I realized before we had those meetings, you know, we do a lot of thinking and deep thinking on the road. So, you know, we live here in Colorado Springs and, you know, some of the best skiing is only about two hours away, like in Vail and Breckenridge. And, and we would go on these road trips and we're supposed to be going on vacation. And all of a sudden we're like, all right, let's plan our goals for 2023 for the design business. It's like, whoa, you know, and, and sometimes it's actually good conversation, but sometimes it steals from just enjoying the moment. But now that we have like meetings to kind of process what needs to be communicated and otherwise just stay in your lane. Cause I find when I'm going to procrastinate, I want to dig into the things that she's supposed to do. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's going on with design thing? Three responses or whatever? It's like, aren't you supposed to be, like, checking on some invoices or, like, getting me added to that bank account? I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't want to do that paperwork. So <laughs> in, some, in, some, in some ways, staying in your lane keeps you from um, procrastinating and not dealing with the non-sexy part. And this, there's always non-sexy parts of any business. Mm-hmm. And, and the commercial part is nice because, you know, being a commercial broker, there is a natural relationship where, hey, somebody's building out like a dry bar or a, a restaurant or a boutique hotel. So some of my investors, they might be a, a, a business that wants to lease a space like a restaurant and saying, hey, well, if you need some design help, here's a couple companies, including my own, and maybe we can help you out. Or, you know, we've had a couple of clients looking at multiple units to make a, a, a small property for Airbnbs, but each one having a theme. And it's like, Yay, like please let's do that project. So it's been kind of nice. But you're right, like 
as an entrepreneur, having, you know, either some strong reserves when you get started takes that tension off because you do take the wrong projects when you're thirsty for money. Like if you're like, I got to pay my mortgage, you'll take on the wrong client. There's definitely consequences for that. Yeah, (laughs) we've done that before. Tell us about the consequences, Mary Lou, because that felt genuine. Like you're just like, oh yeah, you could feel it. You could feel that you've done it before and describe that for people because I think sometimes it's hard to acknowledge that they're the wrong client. Yeah, like Mark was saying before, we just we want to help everyone, and so um, sometimes we take on the wrong clients, and then it's not helpful because um, you just you overextend yourself, or you can't meet their desires what they want. Like say one of our clients, they just didn't have the right budget, and so we were trying to stretch ourselves and stretch the requirements so thin that mistakes happened. And so, um, mistakes that weren't necessarily our faults, but nonetheless they happened. And so then there's just so much tension on, um, the relationship and you've got, with this case, like we got so far where we couldn't just say, sorry, we can't help you anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Because once you take their money for goods, or services, yes. you're in. There's no exit. Yes. It's like that. I always think of that roller coaster, you know, where it says last chance to get off before you ride the, you know, rocket launcher or whatever. Exactly. Like you're in and you can't get off. It's also pretty demoralizing, I found too. Yes. Like it just suddenly I'm like, what an idiot. Why did I do this? And then I have to stay on that ride for another, you know, a year sometimes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you have a client that's, giving you signals that they're not the right one and you take them on, you're like, you, like you said, it's a roller coaster. You're just like, tick, 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 And then, ah! you're like, well, yeah. on that ride. <laughs> where's the exit button? Because it's like a relationship. And, yeah. you know, we were doing a custom home. You know, we've been blessed to do some custom homes here in town. And it was an 18-month project. It's like a marriage. Yeah. And so You're with you, them for a very long time. So, yeah. Um, so you got to figure out if they have nuances you know, you have to kind of flush those things out in a good screen at the beginning. That's something that we try to use where we ask good questions and also our um, consultation fee. You know, it's it's strong as you were encouraged us to increase it. <laughs> yeah, I was bugging you about that. What Vegas t- market? What was it, and what is it now? So it was four ninety five, and now it's seven twenty five. <laughs> it's it's that's much better. That's much better. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll go yeah, higher, right? I think that's yeah. You're but you're starting to weed out those customers who probably can't afford it anyway. Yeah. Yes, and one of the consequences, and what I was trying to do was help them and make them happy, but I couldn't make them happy because I couldn't help them, and so then both of us were not happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and some clients yeah. are just not happy. That's their inclination, and you yeah. can pick up on some of that. And that's not on you. You have to kind of identify that's their personality of just being dissatisfied or always wanting to haggle. And you just kind of just use your contract as like a business partner saying, hey, my contract says these are the processes. These are the, the rules. And I, even if I'm a solo entrepreneur, you have to stick to those agreements in your contract because um, people will try to get you to, you know, oh, yeah, can you, you know, can I give you half the money down and can I? Can I change this process, change that process? And once you start compromising, you're just on a long, slippery slope, and it gets only worse over time. 
It's so hard. I completely agree with you. And I just had someone recently do this and it hasn't happened to me in such a long time. I was kind of unprepared for it. They wanted to change my process a little bit. They wanted to not give me the deposit I asked for, but give me part of the deposit and then later on give me the rest yeah. of the deposit. And then we would we would oh, stagger the ordering, right? But it's amazing. You say Mark's like, no, don't do it. But there was part of me, even though I know not to do it, there was part of me that was trying to in my brain, figure out why can't I be flexible and help these people out? And then the other part is like, what are you talking about? No, <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. It's so wired to want to just help people and be, be flexible, I guess, it, it, you know, and between the two of you, Mary Lou, you're less likely to do that than Mark. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. I'm more that one, that consequence that we were talking about. I was yeah. like, no, really don't want to take them on. Marcus must be nicer than me because he was like, we can help them. But Mark, <laughs> you're so. Air Force. And I would imagine like in the, in the Air Force, you don't get to be flexible. You, you just no. get to be exact. Yeah. And that, that's a really good point. I think that's the challenge of being the boss, right? Or, you know, or the boss and the COO, right? You're like, hey, this is our company. We can change our process. We rewrote the contract. We can change. And it's like, you should treat it. And I, you know, I think that's some good advice that I heard from some of your training about like, you have to behave like you're an employee, not like the boss. Because if you, if you, if you go to a consultation and you're an employee, you say, Hey, the boss says, Nope, yeah, this is the policy. But if you go there, it's like, I'm the boss. Like, Oh yeah, whatever we shake on that, that's the agreement. And I think that's where you can open yourself up for trouble. Um, like, like you said, but it's, you know, people saying, I want to give you half down. Cause at that point you want to financing the, you know, the project. And yeah. We're not the bank of full sitting. You're not the bank so. of full sitting. You know, that day might come, but you could have relationships with people if financing is an issue. Like, Hey, I know a couple of bankers. You can get a home equity line of credit or, you know, there's other companies that do lending for certain things, like for some of the trades, like cabinets. And then this way it gives them opportunity to, lower that monthly payment or that initial cost of entry, but keeps us out of it, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a I journey. think what's interesting though, is that, so I did communications in undergrad and Mark did engineering. And then for um, graduate degree, I did interior architecture and Mark did counseling. So like we kind of crisscross paths. So yeah, so maybe, <laughs> so maybe that's why he's a softie. My, my, my gentler, softer side. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. yeah. You guys are just, karate chops. yeah, you guys are wired for success. And by the way, I did I didn't say this off the top, but Mary Lou, you went to UCLA. I did. Yeah, yes. so she's a smarty pants too. Like these, this yes, we're talking is. about. You guys have everything you need to be hugely successful, and you're only a year in. I just okay. can't even imagine what it looks like. You know, nine years down the road at your tenth anniversary, where you'll be and how big you'll be and how successful oh, you'll be. Thank you. Yeah, you know, We're excited. Yeah, like we received that blessing and those kind words. And, you know, it, it, it was wonderful that Mary Lou started right after UCLA. So that was about coming up almost seven years ago, mm-hmm. but you're right. Part-time, part-time to full-time yeah. is, is definitely a shift when you're like, all right, so, you know, the phone's not ringing. What do we do? We, we, we need to be posting. We need to be uh, putting uh, out marketing material. We need to be calling our network. And it's different because you're like, Ooh, I'm calling my network to check in and see how they're doing. But you have to, at some point, make the ask of saying, hey, do you know anybody that needs my services? And um, Mary Lou is only three years younger than me, but she's definitely, like, feels 
very more tech savvy. She's more of a text person. So I'm always like, give him a call, Mary Lou. She's like, I don't like calling I'm a home. millennial. I'm so an introvert like- and a millennial. And so <laughs> why are you telling me to call me? Yeah, so I'm like, pick up the phone. What do you mean? <laughs> so I've gotten better. As yeah. we work together, I started to realize, you know what? Actually, our younger clients, even our younger investors on the commercial side, they do like a message on social media better and they do like text better. So I was like, actually, yeah, just feel it out. And, and I've actually been kind of changing the way I approach our clients instead of saying, Oh, I want to talk to you and see how the kids are doing and how Easter was and the lamb yeah. and like nothing want to text like, Hey, do you want to buy a building or do you want to like some furniture for this next market coming up and keep it simple? I've had to learn to ask my clients directly when I meet them, what communication style they prefer. And I was really surprised to learn that I have clients who want a phone call and clients who want an email and clients who prefer to work by text. I don't really text because I feel like text is for family and friends and like immediacy. Like I need an answer right this second, but um, I don't know. I guess that it's all changing, right? Who knows? But the clients who want a phone call, that was really hard for me because I... I just kind of tend to go right to the, here's what I need. Instead of like, how was Easter? Did the kids come over? You know, what, did you make dinner? Did you have it catered? Like, it's harder for me to do that. It's harder for me too. Yeah. It's almost like putting money in the relationship. There's the counseling hat. Counseling hat. Yeah. <laughs> like putting in the money in the relationship bank. Yeah. Because when you know, hey, like, you know, so-and-so's, you know, your, your kid's having surgery in about six weeks. Oh, that's why you haven't made any selections or given me any feedback on that. They don't make selections, but whoa, whoa, see, that's my training. <laughs> Clients don't make selections, but you haven't approved any of the requirements. Um, you know, the reason why you're not getting back to me because you're dealing with some adversity or if there's a challenge like, oh, yeah, I thought the couch, the estimate was going to be here in 30 weeks is actually 50 weeks. You know, by having that relational capital, I think it helps land some of those difficulties. We've had some of that during COVID where Everybody the timeline did. was yeah. just insane, but having that relational connection really helped. And, and even like with um, people seeing things on Pinterest, like some people are so tied up on trends, like, oh, I saw this trend and I want this trend. So they want to force this like design requirement into their project. And what we've learned is that we try to just really lean on like Mary Lou's background on architecture history to help redirect them, you know, kind of, remind them some of the background of where timeless and classic design comes from, you know, some of these trends. Yes. So I love timeless and classic and I try to steer my clients away from trends. <laughs> it's hard because in Colorado, we're technically in the middle of the country. And as you know, trends come from the coast, like New York and LA, and then they slowly trickle their way here to Colorado. And we're about 10 years behind. <laughs> and so everyone is still wanting to paint everything gray. And I'm like, please stop. Like we can't paint everything yeah. gray. Yes. <laughs> I tell my client trends are like trans fats. You know, yeah, really no. fun, but you shouldn't have them very often. You know, like the donuts, exactly, like the donuts. exactly. Yeah. Like the donut. We're back like to the that. donuts. We're Fans back to the back. donuts. I like that. What other kind of rules to live by have you guys adapted early in your early days of working together? In terms of like you, you mentioned Mark, not letting the clients change your process. Like, are there other things that are for you guys that are just hard and fast rules you're really leaning into now? Well, I, you know, one that comes to mind is don't let your clients come to the stone yard because it's a lot of fun without them. <laughs> and you bring them, you're going to be in there for hours. And 
it's like, hey, we paid for the stone twice for as many times we went back to the stone yard. So you, it's really about give me the requirement and I'm going to give you a design. And, and part of the process we've done is when we're talking to architects and general contractors, because um, there's pros and cons of being the general contractor yourself. Good, kudos to you for being the general contractor and Sometimes, going through that yeah. process. <laughs> I love that, Kimberly. I love that. Because, you know, as you're probably lamenting is, it's a joy. There's revenue, but it's a lot of work and some liability there, plenty of liability. And so as we're finding those people, we ask them questions and kind of vet them. Like, hey, we bring you a client. Um, we're going to work together as a three-legged stool, you know, architect, general contractor, and designer. We're not going to undercut each other, right? Like, or with the trades, you know, you're my tile guy, but you're not going to try to start designing and giving the client directly ideas. Because we've we struggled that, and Mary Lou had to nip it in the butt. She some, she can be the one that really nips things in the butt sometimes, which is really good. Yeah, I guess that could be one of our our roles that we have is that we don't step on each other's toes as industry partners. Is that we're working together, and if I bring you the client, then I'm the lead. But if you bring me the client. You can possibly be the lead, but I still give you the requirements. But I won't step on your chest. But you know what I mean. But just, yeah. I'm not going to go behind your back to the client. So, yeah, but they believe like Mary Lou's program at UCLA. She learned about you know code for how far you know. Uh, just codes for everything. Codes for everything. Sorry. Codes, yes. Sorry. I'm over here like, I learned about every code, Mark. Thing, I'm, I'm doing this hand motion. But codes for everything. And so sometimes the general contractor is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put the bathroom here because the water's here. And Randy's like, no, no. Like, the design. That easy, but it's not the most, it's not the best for ergonomics or, like, aesthetics or, yeah. Exactly. So. That's not the design. I'm trying yes. to work nice, clean lines, make symmetry, and what's easy isn't always best. And so I think that was one of those things that we really applied. Um, I think the working hours too, like, Hey, Oh yeah. Actually, when you said texting, I've stopped texting my clients as well. Like communication. I'm looking actually into, I do need an, I soon, I need someone to answer my phone. (laughs) And, um, and I'm looking into getting just a business phone number. Cause I'm like, I really would like a boundary. Like I want, my phone number to be for like my actual friends and um, family members and not, I don't want everybody to have my personal number. So, so I think we're starting to implement those things and we've learned that I have like really set business hours as well. Like I don't answer the phone after business hours or text on weekends or send emails on weekends. I don't do any of that anymore. Yeah. And it's been nice. It it takes the stress off because we found ourselves being nervous to open our phone. Like we're like, you know, at one point, you know, we deleted, you know, the email app on our phone because we're just worried about, is there going to be another kind of non-emergency thing popping up in our email? And because if, it, you if start, it gives you a notification, I felt like I had to like yeah. respond. And so I was like, no, I don't have to respond today. Like I can respond on my way. Like this is, it's just, decor or architecture like it's not a life or death kind of thing it's okay (laughs) there's no such thing as a decorating emergency no such thing well (laughs) I mean you guys have only been doing this a year uh, as I said but you already have such a strong and solid foundation partly because of your education and partly because of work experience so I think the sky's the limit I'm going to be really excited to to watch and see how far you go we like to end every episode with design intervention just a great piece of advice that you'd like to share with anybody who's listening or everybody who's listening 
Yes. Um, so can I make it a little bit longer? I know it's supposed yes, to be like short. No, but <laughs> you go for so, it. So, okay. Um, well, what brought me to you, Kimberly, is my very first job. It was huge. It was like 9,000 square feet. And I got paid like barely anything. Oh, and so um, yes, and I <laughs> it did. And um, my processes were not great. And I was like, there has to be a better way for this because this just doesn't make any sense. And like the con, I think like the general contractor got paid like five times more than I did or something ten that, or 10 times. Yeah. The, the and he didn't do guy. much work. At yeah. All. And I was there like way more than he was. And so I was like, there has to be a better way. So I found you and, um, I became a member of business of design. So my, um, what is this called? My, Oh, the design intervention. Don't DIY. So you're either making money or you're paying to learn. And um, paying could be a time, money, loss of revenue, um, opportunity costs, etc. So this is advice is for us. Yeah, we for getting help with like mentors and yeah, leaders as well as our clients. So I always tell my clients like you don't want to DIY. Like please don't. <laughs> so. Um, so then, yeah, hire your mentors or the teammates that you need and don't get the cheap option. And just like our clients are paying for our knowledge and experience and network and time, invest in the professionals that will help you create better businesses. And this will also help you reach your goals. I love that. Don't DIY. And you can't cater to people who want to DIY either. You just can't yeah. because there's not, you can't be profitable. And if you can't be profitable, you can't sustain it. And you have four right. boys, four yes. boys. That's yeah, a lot of boys to feed. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Our oldest is taller than me, which is, I went to give him a hug last week and my chin hit his shoulder and I was like, oh my gosh, that hasn't happened before. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So yeah, we have lots of boys. Yeah. And then and somebody like, we saw one person on social media say, oh, I could design your room for $200. And Mary was like. I was like, you mean an hour, right? <laughs> yes. So we just, as an industry, we need standards together because if not, it's just, it's not good for any of us yeah. for someone to do a $200 room. Yeah. We're undercutting so, each other and yeah. you have to do like a thousand projects to make any money. And then you're super stressed over leverage and dropping things. So, no. you know, don't cut yourself short. No, and not only do you have to do a lot of projects to make any money, you've got to put money away because the day will come when you you have to have knee surgery and you can't work for a little bit. Like you have to constantly be thinking about how is this going to be sustainable for my life, for my for the life of my family, um, right? For my whole life, how am I going to put money away to retire if that's something I want to do? Like it's, you said off the top, Mark, I love this. This is a big business. It's a really big business. Even if you're a solopreneur, you shouldn't be thinking small. You should be thinking, you know, big growth, potentially big growth. Yeah, you're right. You know, billion, trillion dollar industry. And it's just, you know, it's funny because I think people take advantage because it's a very woman dominated field because, you know, if it was guys running this, we would be, we have a, uh, a labor like a labor union and say yeah no everybody charges five percent minimum right yeah. and and it's sad because you know people feel like oh well, I'm hurting my client if I charge this price and guys never think like that yeah. and so I think you know I'm heartbroken how people are getting taken advantage of and so I you know we become an advocate saying like no people need to know their worth and when you tell people the design fee 
just say it and be quiet Mm -hmm. and don't start negotiating with yourself, start giving discounts and stuff like that. Yeah. And you making money does so many good things in the world, right? It puts money back into your community, your neighbors, you're supporting an entire, you know, place that you live locally. So you making money is a good thing. It's not, you know, it's not something you need to justify or feel, feel bad about. And you guys are an amazing pair. You're welcome to come back on the show anytime or do a podcast takeover. If you want to invite someone to interview, that would be great. And uh, oh, hopefully yeah, we'll, our paths will cross again. Yeah. We're going to be at High Point. I think I saw that you're going to be there too. Oh, yes, yes, so, yes. yes. I, I'm there on the Monday, Monday, I think, um, talking about payday. Nice. to look for. Well, I'll, I'll say hello then. We'll get to hang out again, you guys. Thank you so much. That's it was so great. great to see you. No yeah, more donuts for a while, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll bring donuts. I'll, I'll try not to bring donuts to your. Do not. Can I, can I pay for your books in donuts? Like, I actually, I actually have like a point of pride that I've never had a Krispy Kreme donut. Like I'm kind of like Good proud of that because you, you know, yeah. you're gonna like it, right? Like, it's no, like, they're gross. Oh. <laughs> are, you, are you a wine person? Like, oh, you're yeah. Not a Hello. Yeah. Tequila right. more we'll than wine, that. actually. Yeah. Ooh, tequila more than wine. Okay. Well, be told. Yeah. So I would bring some tequila to trade for books. Like, I right, guess you need books. <laughs> All the books you want. Oh, you guys. It's so good <laughs> to see you. So thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Well. Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.